Hi guys, welcome back to Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast in partnership with Koan, the dedicated OKR platform. I'm your Giant Talk host, Jenny, and today we're bringing you another episode of our toolkit series. Today we're going to be talking all about budgeting, resourcing, and, and what you need to look at for OKR success. So firstly, today I'm going to introduce my guest. I know you all know Lawrence, but go on, give us a brief introduction. Hello, everybody. Uh, nice to be back on Giant Talk. Um, I'm head of OKR projects here at There Be Giants um, and ex-host of the podcast. So I'm sure a lot of you recognise my voice. Fab, thanks. So in this um, in this toolkit series, we've spoken about different elements for OKRs. I'm sure if you've listened to other episodes, you'll know kind of that we've gone through the whole range of it, kind of OKR 101. But one thing we haven't spoken about yet is budgeting and resourcing for OKR success. So firstly, how important is it to think about resource allocation alongside OKRs? Yeah, I mean, really, it is absolutely vital to be to be taking into account your resourcing um, when plotting your OKRs. What you have to remember is that OKR should only be used for really transformational projects, so projects that are driving growth, driving change, or driving innovation inside the business, and therefore not really for business as usual activities, mm-hmm. um, which means if we're using an OKR framework, we could need more resource than we needed before in certain areas. Um, and if that isn't taken into account, really, you're you're heading for one of two outcomes once you start with your OKRs. One, the OKRs just aren't achieved um, because the resourcing wasn't there. The organization doesn't grow at the rate it could, doesn't become market leading, doesn't uh, start to be you know, impactful, outcome-focused on all the other great things you get from OKRs. Or B, um, perhaps even worse, you know, the staff end up having to work ridiculous hours in order to achieve both their business-as-usual work and their OKRs. Um, and, you know, they start to get burnout, and, and that will negatively impact the organization as well. Um, and hopefully, no organization that has a culture that's right for OKRs is willing to sacrifice their employees' well-being in order to achieve their OKRs. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I'm sure they don't want to sacrifice their growth rate as well. So they do have to take resourcing really seriously when it comes to um, setting their OKRs. Great. So in terms of how, do, how the OKR setting process aids this conversation about allocation of re- re- budget and resource, kind of how does that process aid it, I suppose? Yeah, so we can end up in a bit of a, a chicken and egg situation. Um, and we often see this when we start working with clients um, initially in that they've already had their budgeting conversations and then are trying to set their OKRs. Um, so they end up trying to set priorities that they know that they don't have the budget or resource for in the right places. So I would always recommend the OKR setting comes before the budget and resource setting mm-hmm. um, and, and the resource allocation. OKRs ultimately are the translation of your top strategic priorities for the next three to five years into actionable goals for the next 12 months and aligned goals for the next three months throughout the organization. Um, And therefore, the budgeting really has to reflect where the extra resource is needed in order to achieve those priorities. And as we've spoken about before, that doesn't mean that the entire organization needs a 10% 10% increase in resource across the board because of where those spotlights are going to be focused. So we have to start to think about, okay, well, which parts of the company are going to be most involved in the OKRs and therefore how much extra resource do they need for us to both achieve our OKRs and our business as usual. 
Koan is a purpose-built solution for managing your OKRs. Helps your team achieve their objectives and key results, helps them get aligned, and it helps them stay engaged. Shared spreadsheets simply don't scale when you're using OKRs properly, and you're not going to have a maximum impact with them. But with Koan, you can scale your OKRs right across your entire company, keeping your team super motivated and moving everybody in the right direction. Roger, what's one of your favorite features about Koan? So the thing that I really love about Koan and have done ever since uh, I first saw it was how it really puts the conversation around OKRs at the heart of the system and it really helps stimulate that, which obviously brings really good collaboration. You know, they've got this uh, reflections feature which uh, helps uh, individuals really prepare for the uh, the team conversation which is going to come up where the collaboration is going to take place so I, 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 that would definitely be the thing for me which is the the killer feature of the system great so um so i'm guessing the okr framework could potentially allow for better financial planning and when i ask this question i suppose i'm especially thinking about 12 month okrs um so get yeah, kind of your views on whether that allows for better, better financial planning uh, yeah, it certainly allows for identification of where extra resources needed in terms of, um, you know, man hours and um, even technology and, and things like that and systems and processes um, and where those where those need to be focused. You know, if you have a roadmap, let's say, of 10 things that you know that you need to improve in the organisation um, over the next 12 months... Well, the OKR framework might highlight which of those 10 things are the priority, which are the three or four that should be focused on, um, whether it's new systems, whether it's increasing people, whether it's upskilling talent um, in order to help us achieve our OKRs and not just kind of grow at that base rate. And yeah, something you mentioned there about upskill and talent is something we mentioned in our last podcast where we spoke about um, OKRs and performance management. So if you want to know more about that, definitely head over and listen to that episode as well. Um, so in your experience of working with clients, what problems have you seen occur when resourcing hasn't been taken into account alongside OKR setting? Yeah, it can be really frustrating, actually, because, you know, clients will spend a decent amount of time writing the most beautiful you know, beautifully wordsmithed, amazingly crafted, world-conquering OKRs. They're incredibly motivated to get going with them. They share them with their teams. Everyone's pumped, ready to go. Um, and then quite quickly, they realize, actually, they just can't possibly possibly be achieved with their current resource levels. But the budgeting's already taken place, so they can't get more finance. Mm. Um, so something has to be sacrificed. Either the OKRs get sacrificed or the business as usual gets sacrificed. If the BAU gets sacrificed, the company could end up in a disastrous position. You know, our KPIs, our business as usual, should be keeping the lights on, maintaining the health of the business, make sure everything's ticking over. Um, if that goes down the pan, then, yeah, they, they could be in real trouble. If OKRs are, are sacrificed, they're not going to hit their growth ambitions. The exec team are going to be frustrated any Shareholders and investors are certainly going to be frustrated because they're not going to see the returns that were promised from the OKRs. Um, so it can can lead to real trouble in, in either instance. Um, and really, especially the way we do OKRs, we want cross-functional OKRs to be set as often as possible. Um, when those are set, it is much more difficult to take into account resourcing 
because it's not as easy for the manager, the head of department, et cetera, to just look at a list of OKRs and go, okay, here are my team's OKRs, and this is the amount of work we need to do to achieve them. Um, because the OKRs kind of all over the place, you know, a key result here, a key result there, maybe they own an objective with different key result owners. So they have to be much more attuned to actually what is going on and what is the resource that's needed um, and is it more than we can offer for for the OKRs. So the company as a whole has to be much more structured in how they plan for that um, when they set their OKRs and they do their resource and budget planning and, and they need some sort of methodology. Um, you know, we do a, a cross-functional resource mapping um, exercise with all our clients when they work for us that kind of starts to answer these questions for them. Um, and, and it's really vital that any organization has something like that to fall back on uh, and to assist them in this process. Great. So when we've, we've kind of spoke about the kind of benefits of doing it there and the kind of the downfalls of not doing it. Um, so is there kind of any tips or advice you would share with our listeners when it comes to thinking about resources they allocate to OKRs? I would just say take it seriously. It's one of the easiest things to just think, oh, no, we'll, net, we'll set some nice goals and we'll tell the team to work on them um, and, and that'll be enough. We'll get going. But certainly in larger organisations, you know, 50 people plus, I would say. Um, so not not particularly massive. But if, if you don't take it seriously, something's going to falter. You can't expect both business as usual to be maintained and OKRs in those transformational projects to be achieved um, off the same amount of resource. You know, um, we are probably adding work here and therefore it's only fair that added resource comes alongside mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, do take it seriously. Don't let this stifle your efforts. Don't let this burn out your employees um, because that's not going to lead to a healthy culture. Um going to lead to lead to employee churn and, and all sorts of other things so I guess that's my final final piece of advice and I suppose something just you touched on there about kind of burnout and how the last 12 months and something that we've touched on before and how they're working at home has kind of blurred the lines of really when you switch off from work and that kind of yeah. thing so I think it's ever more important for people to consider that as well 100% yeah you know if the work is there in front of them I mean I'm very lucky. I have a specific office in my house. Mm-hmm. That I can close the door and, and shut it away. A lot of people are working from dining room tables, you know, lounge sofas and things. And it's a lot harder to just switch off and put your work to one side when that's the case. Um, and if there are goals there that are expected to be hit, then people will put in put in the extra work to do it. But that might not be a healthy thing for them to do. So, um, yeah, look after your employees is what I'm saying yeah and I suppose you can only run at that rate for so long as well before something falls down so exactly 100% yeah okay well we've given you kind of a small brief snapshot of kind of resourcing for OKRs there and offered you some advice and top tips for kind of what to think about when looking at resourcing and budgeting for your OKR programs any final thoughts Lawrence are you happy for me to kind of sign off on this episode no I guess my only final thoughts are you know a cheeky plug that if anyone wants to speak to us about about how we do this and how we can help them with it, then drop me an email, Lawrence uh, therebegiants.com. Lawrence with a W, not a U. I spell it properly. <laughs> uh, yeah, feel free to get in touch. Happy to talk to people about it. 
great. Thanks, Lawrence. And thanks for joining me again today for this episode of The Toolkit. Um, as I always mention at the end of the podcast, feel free to reach out with us with any feedback, any questions. You can do that either via our social channels or you can do that at growth at the And we'll see you next time for another episode of The Toolkit. Thanks, guys.